Father, I just pray, Lord God. I know Jesus said, you knew we would be here. Every person that's here in every car, you knew that we would be here, God. So I pray that you would speak to each and every person, God. That you would speak to everybody, Lord God. The ones, I can't see them, Lord, but you can. So I pray that you would minister to every heart today, Lord. That you would touch every person where they're at, Lord. That you would, Father, minister to every single person in this place, Lord God. We pray that your word will come forth today, Lord God. And I know, Jesus, that it's not about my intellect, my ideas, what I know or what I don't know, but it's about you. And I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I ask you to strengthen me today, God, that you would lead me and guide me. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would minister to every heart. You know every need. You know what needs to take place and what needs to be said. So I pray that you would touch every person here in this place, God. Open up our hearts, open up our minds, Lord. Let us not be consumed by what's going on in our vehicle, Lord, but let us be consumed by you, Holy Spirit. We exalt you today, Lord, and we ask you to move, to move in an extraordinary way, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Amen, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah. I was telling, um, I was telling my friend Rob, we're gonna have to get a, a can of uh, of a horn so we can be once we get back in the sanctuary, we can go beep beep beep. It might get a little bit loud, but but thank you, Lord. And as I was thinking, you know, just uh, you know, so, sometimes and we and we can. It's so easy to get used to convenience in our lives. In fact, that's what we've been taught in our society. We've been taught about convenience, and we like convenience. I mean, you know, it's it's been different. You know, uh, we eat out some, and and uh, but I mean, it's different. You know, as we go, we want the convenience of a drive-through. You know, we we stop, place our order. By the time we get to the window, it's ready. We want, we just love convenience. And I was thinking about it as we were preparing. You know, and I was preparing and praying. You know, um, can you hear me, Lori? Sorry, can you hear me back there? We good? No or yes? Okay. So, you know, as I was thinking, I thought, you know, maybe we're going to have to start putting up a canopy. And, and I started just, you know, visiting these ideas about things we need as far as, you know, it getting hot and so forth. And, and I thought, you know, that would be very convenient to have our uh, uh, canopy out or you know, all, all these ideas started going through through my head. We have an umbrella now, and, and that's good. It, we need it, you know. But, you know, I was thinking, and I started, I was remembering Scripture. And I remembered about Jesus when, when he was ministering to a crowd. And in the book of Matthew, it talks about how he had started ministering. And, and, uh, and he told the disciples, he said, look, these people have been here three days. And, and they need something to eat because I don't, wanna, I, I don't want them to, to be faint or, or to be tired or to get sick when, when, we, when this service is over. So I thought, man, you know, here we are, you know, in this uh, uh, age of convenience. And, and, you know, it's so easy to just say, man, it's too hard to, it's too hard to have, do this. It's too hard to do that. It's too hard to have a service outside. It's too hard to do this. But... But, you know, when I think about 
these hardcore believers that were hungry for the truth, uh, they were there for three days without anything to eat. And they were waiting for a word from the Lord. And, and, uh, and I thought, you know, these people were definitely a lot, you know, they had a lot less desire to, for convenience than, than we have. And I thought, man, you know, that's what, that's what we got to, we need to walk out of this uh, pandemic with the understanding that from here on out, it's not going to be convenient. It's not going to be convenient for us as believers. It's not going to be convenient. I mean, the, things are going to change. This world is going to change. Uh, you know, I, I talked about it early on about even the way we do things financially might change. Uh, there's a lot of things that are going to change. But I do know this. I do know that we have an enemy and his name is Satan. And I know that he's very subtle. So whatever changes come about, I tell you that you better be prayed up so that you could understand that there are changes coming. And through this, it's going to look like innocent change. It's going to look like the answer to, to certain things. But really what it's going to do is... is uh, as it's, it's going to really usher in, you know, an age which we're already in, but might get a little bit stronger. And I'm going to read about that. Uh, I'm going to read a scripture right now. And the scripture says this. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. We are from God and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how you recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. So we see here that there are two influences and those two influences, yeah, they've been around the whole time. But we know that, that, that there's those, both of those influences are gaining momentum. And, and obviously we're on the side of truth. So for us, it's a matter of living truth and, and, and really the evidence being that we do believe. Because when we believe there is going to be change and there is going to be uh, evidence as far as our belief. There's, there's going to be wonders and signs that, that, that follow us. There's going to be truth that follows us. We don't need to represent anything false, but we understand that there is uh, uh, lies that go around. <laughs> and those lies try and drag us into comfort. So we got to understand that this is not going to be a time of comfort any longer. And I, and I pray that the pattern of comfort is broken in my life. And I pray that the pattern of comfort is broken in your life. And that's what, what we have been talking about as far as us uh, uh, carrying our cross and picking up our cross. And, and, and our cross, the cross is all about what we believe in. It's not toughness to us, but it's a way of life. 
It's a way of power and it's a way of truth. And we have been set apart by God for such a time as this. And as these things take place as they must, we're going to see many things happen politically. We're going to see many things happen in this world. We're, we're already seeing, you know, the transition of many things. We're going to th see many things happen financially. Don't be too dependent on finances. Be dependent on the Lord. See, we're not of this world. <laughs> we're of a different world. You know, as, as we were worshiping, my wife said, do you see that hawk up there? And I couldn't see the hawk because, uh, first of all, you know, I, cu I couldn't see that high for some reason. Um, maybe I'm a little ciego. Maybe sometimes we're a little blind to what's going on. But I know that, that as, I, as I opened my eyes and continued to look, I still couldn't see. But I, did, I could see in a way that I gained understanding. And though there was a hawk up there that was flying way up above us, I know that God says that we'll soar on wings like eagles. So I do know this, that our perspective needs to change. And our perspective needs to uh, always be, uh, for lack of a better word, evolving into a Christ-like perspective. So that we're looking down on the situation and not up, on, up to the situation. We're looking down at the mountain and we're not looking up to the mountain. We're believing the mountain has already been moved by faith. Because that's the kind of faith that God gives us. God is, is really, uh, uh, he's giving us or, or he, he's placing upon us a whole other level of, of, of authority as far as the spiritual realm is concerned. He's placing upon us, like I talk a lot about, a whole other level of responsibility. And, and I'll tell you, He's calling us out, men, to a greater place of service to Him and a greater place of ministry. And, and, and He's... Thank you. And He has not only an expectation of us, but He also has... Uh, uh, he, he's, he's like our biggest uh, cheerleader. He knows, he tells us we can do it even when it seems like we can't. And, and, and I know a God is a God, you know, I'm, I'm glad Jason brought it up. God is a God of, 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 of the present, but he's also a God of the future. So, so he's refining us for the future that's to come. For the things that are to come as far as the spiritual things are concerned. We see the uh, everything going back and forth. We see the, the China issue, you know, uh, where this virus came from, whatever, you know. But, you know, we know, you know, and then we look at China. We say, oh, well, you know, they, they're, a, they're a suspect or, or whatever. And, and all these are just uh, uh, conspiracy, you know, theories. Uh, but I'll tell you, eventually, if you, if you really think about it, China can't maintain uh, being a global leader. And I'm going to tell you why. They can't maintain being a global leader is because they allowed their households to only have one child. I mean, that, that's not the law anymore, but it was. So there's not enough young people to take them into the next generation as far as global leadership is concerned. And that's just a, that's something that I had read about years and years ago. That even America is falling behind because people aren't having kids like they used to. So there's not enough people that are going to support, you know, whatever our future holds in store for us. But there's all this 
And, and no matter what, what I do understand is this, is that God is in control. So whatever falls apart, I know that God is able to put us together to see us through. So I, I do know that God has entrusted you and I with such a great call. So he, I, I believe that right now even he, He's breaking laziness over the house of God. He's anointing and empowering us. Amen. Laziness is a sin. <laughs> laziness is a sin. The lack of, of, of productivity as far as a, the spiritual realm is concerned. The, uh, this is time for us to rise up to our rightful place. And, and truly mount up on wings, wings like eagles so that we can be the, the men and women in the church of God that he's called us to be. This, this is a time for us to, to, to really to, to self-examine and see if we are where we need to be with the Lord. I, I'm telling you, one thing is that he did not call us out onto the water to let us drown. He, he called us out onto the water so that we could walk on water. Amen. That's what we're called onto the water for. We're not called out to, to sink or, or drown or, or even to swim at that. We're called out to walk on it. So I'm telling you that he's tapping into a greater faith in, in me and in you. And like I say, he's giving us a, a, a whole new other authority. And, and I've been searching my heart and, and examining where... You know where I am at this point in my walk after years of service to the Lord. And I'm examining myself and I'm saying, Lord, I know there's areas that have become religious. Areas that might not let me move forward by faith. So I ask you to, to take them, Lord, so that I can move forward in an aggressive way. More aggressive than I've ever been before. Aggressive in prayer so that I can hear the, the, the voice of the Lord. Aggressive in a way so that I could enter into the Holy of Holies, uh, a place so that I could enter into a place called the Holy of Holies where not very many people want to go in there. We saw it with the Israelites. They were fine just hanging around the peripheral, hanging around, uh, uh, hanging on the fringes, so to speak. From the outside looking in, they were, they were fine just knowing about the things of God, maybe, maybe dabbling a little bit. But, but I want to enter into that holy place where, where, where God is, is, where it's just uh, me and the Lord. Where the, where the revelation is straight from God. I don't know even if there's a hunger for that anymore. You know, we're fine entering into through the first curtain many times. And, and we're fine into that even in the, in the courts where we, can, where we can dwell in that place. And be around the things of God. And, but, we're, but getting into that holy of holies. Where there's only true revelation. And the only light that you get comes from the Shekinah glory. That's the place that I'm talking about. And that's the place that I desire to go. Because the revelation that I've gotten up to this point. Is not going to do me any good for the things that are to come. I don't have time for trivial things. I don't have time for disagreements with people. I don't have time to deal with disgruntled things, disgruntled church members. Now we need to be focused on a mission and a vision. We need to be focused on the Lord so that nothing else gets in our way of moving forward because it costs us time and it costs us effort and amen. Have you seen that it 
takes so much more effort to be angry with somebody than it takes to love somebody. There's so much more energy involved in having unforgiveness than having forgiveness and love and having God's peace dwell amongst us. And that, that's what God wants to do. He wants us to dwell in his presence so that he could give us revelation. This, this is our time as far like I, and I say it all the time. It's time for us to rise up. Man, Christian, it's time for you to rise up even in ministry. Uh, rise up into a place. I'll help walk you through it. I'll, I'll do my part to disciple you. But rise up to that place. Rise up to that call. Rise up teachers and preachers and ministers, youth leaders, children's church leaders. Rise up in this time. Don't be robbed of your future any longer. It's time for you to rise up under the anointing and under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I'm almost done. I got to finish what we started last week so I can move on to something that I hadn't finished. I'll be done in, in a little while. You know, I was, I was thinking, you know, even as these people gathered, you know, and, and Jesus said they've been here for three days, they haven't eaten. I wonder where they went to the restroom. I wonder what they did. Uh, you know, I, I don't know any of that. I wonder how Jesus preached without these speakers. I, I wonder if there were multitudes that were there. I mean, the Bible says there was 5,000 people there, 5,000 men. I wonder how, how they heard the word and... Man, they were obviously hungry and they needed to hear from the Lord. So, you know, however it was, that Jesus must have had been a strong man. Those disciples must have been strong with a strong voice that didn't fear taking it and preaching about the, about the Lord. And when they spoke, it was like a, man, like a trumpet sound, like a blast going out. Jesus was no wimp. He went to the cross willingly. He was no wimp. He was, he, he was mighty. He was full of the power of the Holy Ghost. He, he had all authority. But he was willing to say, not my will, but your will. So for me, it's a time of saying, okay, Lord. Uh, uh, and you may say, okay, pastor, well, you know, well, you're pastoring, you're whatever. But it's time for me to say, not my will, but your will, God. Sometimes even ministry can get in the way of doing the will of God. Because sometimes ministry becomes an idol too. And I'm not saying that happened, has happened to me. But I'm saying that sometimes ministry can, we even take ministry lightly. You know, we're, we make a commitment to the Lord, but yet we don't see it through. Where somebody else can handle it. Somebody else can do it. I'm telling you that it's time to, to align with who we say that we are Christians. It's time for us to align with, with, with the power of God and what, what He has instilled in us, uh, uh, the power of the Holy Ghost living inside of you and I. It's time to walk in the fullness of being men and women of God, men and women of purpose. You know, no longer dependent on, uh, on, on what this world has to offer. You know that we all get dependent on this world. You know we do. It's just part of... It just part, it comes natural because after a while uh, we, we, we get caught up into the routine of things. But now that you've been able to spend some time with, with, with your children, more time than usual, time with your spouse, maybe time with the Lord. I mean, there's something that's taking place. 
And, and, and really the, the, the world and the, the worldly point of view, the worldly outlook, it doesn't seem that important anymore. And, that, and that's part of, of, of picking up our cross. That's part of, of carrying our cross. Yes, I have rocks up here. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I just felt like saying it. Amen. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever wants to lose his life for me will find it. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world and yet forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? So Jesus right here is talking to the church. What good is this world to us? What good is that? high-paying job to me? What good, is, what good is, is really is Barry's electric to me? It's a way to make a living, but if that's my identity, then I've taken on a very weak identity. If I'm not first and foremost, and you're not first and foremost a representative and an ambassador of Christ, then we're taking on an identity that's leading us astray. You know, things to me aren't really that big of a deal anymore. I have things and I like things, but man, it's just not getting it for me. So, so the cross bearing is is taking up the cross bearing must be picking up that cross must be something that's a a responsible part of my life every single day. And to take up one's cross is not for someone who thinks only. Uh, so that they can do super spiritual things. It's not, uh, uh, it's not the trials of, uh, of hardship we go through. That's not a cross. It's not, it's not your unsaved husband, unsaved wife. It's not your unsaved boss. It's, not, it's none of those things. Taking up the cross is a, is a responsibility. It's saying, you know what? I believe and I believe that that, that death on the cross and the bloodshed was for me to empower me and change me so that I can walk in the fullness of being the man of God that he's called me to be. See, it's, uh, taking up the cross, uh, to take up one's cross is simply to be willing to pay any price for Christ's sake. And I don't know that, that even the church understands that anymore. The, the church in general, I don't know even know if they're if they know what that means anymore. You know, to, to lay down our life completely and totally, huh? to, 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 to put aside our, our own plans and, and our own thoughts and our own desires and say, you know what? I'm willing, Lord. I know that some of us here came from such, of a, pla- such a place of brokenness and, and, and emptiness and, 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 and losing, having to lose everything in order to look up. And we said, Lord, I will do anything for you and anything for the sake of the cross. Some of us have made deals with the Lord. Get me out of this, Lord, and I'll serve you with everything. Some of us have, have, have said, okay, God, uh, uh, I'll serve you with all I, have, all I have. I'll be involved in ministry. I'll do whatever, only to walk away. Only to walk away from the call. Only to, to, to drift into to the place of, of going backwards into the, the worldly lifestyle. And, and maybe with, with the knowledge of God. And maybe with, with the idea of being saved. But not really 
willing to lay everything down. And that's what the cross is about today. Huh? It, uh, it's the willingness to endure shame, embarrassment, disapproval, rejection, persecution, and even martyrdom for the sake of the cross. To, to, to lay down your life and say, Lord, I'm willing to die for the cause. And, and that's something that seems so, uh, 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 so far-fetched in, in the day and age that we live in. Because we're so attached to this world. You know, we're so attached to this lifestyle. We're not understanding that we're just passing through. It seems like sometimes we want more of this world and less and less of Christ. And it should be that we want more and more of Christ and less and less of this world. So picking up the cross, okay? To the people in Jesus' day, it was a hard and graphic reality. It was an instrument of torture and execution reserved for Rome's worst enemies. They knew, here Jesus was telling them, okay, he's preaching to a crowd, uh, a, a huge crowd, and he's telling them, you're going to have to pick up your cross. And they're saying, man, you know, some of them are wondering even if they're going to follow Jesus after this point. Some of them are thinking, I mean, what is he saying? What is he telling us? Because they knew the cost. They knew the, the, how, how difficult it was going to be because it meant a total death to self and a total reliance on God. See, it was estimated that some 30,000 crucifixions had occurred during Jesus' lifetime. When the disciples and the crowd heard Jesus speak of, of taking up the cross, there was no question about what his expectation was. We've reached a point, Christian, that we need to understand the expectation of God. Uh, the expectation is nothing less than picking up that cross at this point. And there's an accountability as far as even this message that we're listening today. And I pray that there's a willingness to say, you know what? No matter what the cost, I'm willing, Lord. Is there anybody that would say that today? No matter what the cost, I'm willing to pick up my cross. And the evidence will come soon enough. The evidence is going to come out. Everything comes out in time. I tell, I tell my friend, because he, he freaks out on what's going on on the natural, and he thinks he has to defend himself in every fight or, or every, every altercation, everything that somebody says something about him. And I said, you know what? Let me tell you something. Everything comes out in the wash. In time, everything comes out. People's genuine character comes out in time. Anybody can say anything. But in time, their true character comes forth. So if our true character is that of somebody that desi desires and decides to pick up the cross and to carry it, that will come forth at one time or another and it will be long lasting. And, and I'll tell you the truth, there are still people waiting for me to fall after 24 years. People think they can affect me or they can affect you 
by treating you however, talking about you, bad-mouthing you, whatever, and you're carrying your cross. I'm telling you, you just be, you just put your head down and you carry that cross in humility. You don't have to defend yourself. And I'm telling you what, pretty soon people fall to the left and to the right. It doesn't matter how gifted, how anointed they are. If their heart is not right and they're not alongside you carrying their cross, eventually they'll fall. And I'm not here to preach doom and gloom over anybody's life, but the reality is it's true character comes forth. It's, I mean, it's uh, normal in our walk as we're carrying the cross to sometimes want to drop it, to sometimes want to give up, to sometimes wonder if it's worth it because of everything that you've had to endure even to get to the place where you're at. But I want to tell you, Christian, that it's well worth it to carry that cross because where you're headed is a place of value and truth. And nobody can rob you from that. And I'm going to tell you that it's a lonely place many times. Because it's not a popular place because not everybody's carrying their cross. And sometimes it's just you and God. And, and, it, and you even wonder if He's with you because of how difficult it is. But as long as you keep your head down and you keep praying and you keep taking one step of faith one after another carrying that cross... I'm telling you that He will see you through. And He will elevate you and take you to the next level of glory alongside you. And He will come alongside you. And He will see the vision. And He'll see the plan through for you. And for His sake. So they knew that a man who took up his cross began his death march. Carrying the very beam on which he would hang on. So when you pick up that cross, it's a death march. Everything that you ever thought had made you into the person that you think is you will eventually be broken off of you. And as that stuff is broken off, God is attaching himself more and more and more and more and more to you. And empowering you and equipping you and giving you greater revelation than you have ever had before. And he's speaking to you. And you know that you cannot do anything other than carry that cross. That's why Paul said, I've been crucified. I've been crucified with Christ. It, it turned that man into a man that was willing to go into cities and, and spread the gospel no matter what the cost. Rocks being thrown at him, people turning against him. Man, he didn't care. He, all he knew was he was on a mission. What is your mission today? He was on a mission of desperation because he knew that he had to get the word out. Who else will God use if he's not going to use you or you and I? And I'm telling you that if, that if we're not willing, he will use somebody else. He will use somebody else and it'll be somebody that's not very likely. I don't know about you, but when I, when I look at these people in the Bible, they were very 
unlikely to be the ones to carry the gospel and to carry the truth. And, and I think about it because I know that I'm least likely to even be up here. But I say you can do it, Lord. All it takes is a willing heart. Very few people are willing to pay that price. But I believe that God is raising up some true disciples in this place today. I believe he's raising up some true followers today. Some true cross carriers today. So for a disciple of Christ to take up his cross is for him to be willing to start the death march. To be a disciple of Jesus Christ, uh, it's to, it, it, you have to be willing in his service to suffer indignities, pain, and even death. Even the death of a condemned criminal. Look at Jesus. He, he was hanging between two criminals till one of them came to his senses. Said he hasn't done what we've done. But the only way to have that desire to pick up that cross is this. To always remember where God pulled you out of. You need to remember that, Christian. Some of us have forgotten about it. So some of us have forgotten about the call. Some of us have forgotten about the ugly place. And then what happens is we start developing a prideful attitude. Even in the house of God. What keeps us humble is knowing where Jesus brought us out of, where we're at right now, and where we're headed. So not all the apostles were martyred, but all of them were willing to be martyred. I'm going to read a passage and then I'll end it with this. Understand the change that's taking place in this world. That way you're not surprised by it. That way, that way we're not taken off guard. Some of us were taken off guard by this pandemic. Some of us were expecting something. Some of us were already knew something was coming, so we, we've been preparing for it. The only way to prepare for the things that to come is the things that are to come is through prayer and through active ministry. It's time for us to to be active. It's time for us to understand the vision and uh, that God has for us. It's time to submit to the vision of, of the church that God has planted us in. The word of God says this, and this was Peter. This is in, in the book of uh, First Peter. Watch, I want to read this greeting first. First Peter 1 says, Peter, an apostle of 1 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. And now he's, he's addressing who he's writing to. To God's elect strangers in the world. And then he says, scattered throughout Galatia. And he, he names a few places. But he said, this is to you that are scattered. This is to you uh, with the understanding. Watch. That you're strangers in this world. 
Some of us have wanted to, to make this world our, our permanent dwelling place. But today, I, I challenge you to pick up that cross and to understand that you're headed somewhere with that cross on your back. You are headed somewhere with that cross on your back. Look at this. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the painful trial you are suffering as though something strange were happening to you. Why is it such a big deal when we go through trials anymore? See, we think that, 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 that being blessed, we, we, we equate uh, blessing with things instead of equating blessing with trial and blessing with suffering and blessing with producing godly fruit. Watch. Like if something strange were happening to you, but rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ so that you may be overjoyed when His glory is revealed. That's, that's carrying your cross. Suffering like Christ suffered. And I'm not saying we could go to the cross for anybody, but I'm telling you that when you go to the cross and you're carrying it, you're not only carrying it for yourself, you are carrying it for others. Because you're going to be a light, you're going to be anointed, you're going to be set apart. He said, if you're insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. <laughs> Why do we, you know, being insulted because of the name of Jesus, because I bear the name of Jesus and Christian, that should be a blessing to me. I'm not here to make peace, to be a peacemaker. I'm not here to, man, I do want to represent Christ in that way. But he says in Matthew 10, he says, I came to bring a sword. The sword has fallen, people of God. For the spirit of, he said, you are not, uh, you are blessed. For the spirit of glory and of God rests on you, okay? <laughs> Suffering means that there's a blessing as the spirit of God is <laughs> resting upon you and I. If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or a thief or other kind of, or another kind of cri criminal or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. For it is time for the judgment to begin uh, with the family of God. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. Suffering produces a purity in you and I. Suffering produces something within you. See, trials are there to produce something greater in you and I than we already have up to this point. He says, consider it pure joy when you go through trials of many kinds. Because he's producing something in you. Who desires to have more godliness produced in your life? Who desires more godliness? So I'm going to say a prayer and then we'll dismiss. Again, I want to thank you for being here. This is not, this is not suffering. It's not easy. Many of you want to turn your cars on and turn the AC on. Thank you for not doing that because of your neighbor that's next to you. You know, I could use a spray 
uh, a fan to cool me off. But I'm, you know what? I'm not, this is not suffering to me. This is an honor and a privilege for us to be here today. Amen? It's an honor and a privilege. We're gaining momentum through this. This is not in vain. God is showing us how to do this for a reason. Amen. So I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you for your people today, Lord God. As we understand that taking up the cross and carrying it, no matter how heavy that it may seem, Lord, is well worth it because we're headed somewhere with that cross. It's when we're headed without that cross being, when we're headed somewhere without that cross being on our back is when we're in trouble. But when we're carrying that cross, even if hardship comes our way, your hand is upon us and you will see us through whatever comes our way. So I pray that we would even leave here with, with a greater desire, a greater momentum and, and a greater vision and a greater purpose than we've had even up until this point. Let us see beyond where we're at, Lord. Let us understand the things that lie ahead. Let us walk circumspectly. Always keeping our eyes on you, but yet looking around to see what's around us. The dangers, the angels, the enemy, huh? you, whatever's around us, Lord God. That we would be picky about the doors that we walk through. And that we wouldn't walk through any door just because we think it's you. But we would be careful in our prayer and in our prayer life. And that we would have that desire to enter in to the Holy of Holies. And have fellowship and revelation from you, Lord. So I pronounce vision and purpose over your people's lives, Lord God. Purity and a greater desire. That they would walk according to your will and according to your purpose. And I pray blessings over their homes, over their families. Let them not be concerned. Let them not be afraid. But let them walk according to your will and to your purpose. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen and amen. God bless you. And we will see you very, very soon. Everybody!